it was so important that I started while I was still being employed as a preparation, right? Um, I don't think I would be as okay with where I am had I made the jump without any preparations while being employed. And I would actually even discourage that, you know? Welcome to the Architecting Through Life podcast, where we dig into principles for building ourselves up as individuals while navigating the realities of this thing called life. The podcast is dedicated to young adults and anyone with a deep hunger to grow in their journey of being all that they were created to be. My name is Simon Gubeni, and with each episode, I'll be discussing thoughts and insights drawn from life, from the Bible, from unique experiences, as well as from other great minds and mentors. Thanks for joining me on this journey, and I do hope that you'll enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Architecting Through Life podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If it's your first time, welcome. If it's not your first time, um, I appreciate you finding enough value to tune back in again. In today's episode of the podcast, um, I want to get into sharing a story. Um, a story which I'll entitle From Corporates to Entrepreneurship. And I think the title itself is self-explanatory. But I guess it's me sharing a bit and opening up about the journey which kind of took me from working in a corporate job as an employee um, to being where I am now in, I guess, what one can call early stage entrepreneurship. Um, and it's something which is a bit weird for me to share just because um, I struggle being vulnerable with things like this, um, just sharing where one is progress-wise. But I think it's necessary at times. It's helpful um, not only to jot and document one's thoughts, but also um to kind of share an experience which I think others may have gone through as well, or thinking of going through, or others may have um, gone through and you know want to resonate with someone with. So, as I share the story of how I went from working in a corporate job to being um, an entrepreneur, so to say, even saying that term is is actually a bit um, fresh, and I'll and I'll tell you why I say that um, as as the the story progresses. So. A couple of years back, I graduate from university. I do relatively okay. I mean, I, I pass. Um, and by God's amazing grace, I work in a... I move from varsity to work in a um, prestigious, reputable architectural firm to practice as a graduate architect. And um, even how I got that job is a story on its own, but I find myself fortunate enough to work in a company which is prestigious across not only the continent of Africa, but around the world. And to work in a relatively decent, you know, paying job for an, a recent graduate, to work in an awesome environment, to be thrown in an environment with amazing projects, to work with amazing people in the industry. And it was really, to be very fair and honest, an opportunity of a lifetime, you know, um, especially for a recent graduate architect. And um, I joined the company and to be honest, I was well accepted. I was well um, taken care of in terms of company culture. And I found that it was, despite it being intense in terms of work-wise, um, was for all intents and purposes, a decent place to be in, you know, it's work, you know, especially in, in, in a country where there is such a high unemployment rate, especially among young people and even graduates, it was a privilege to be in that kind of space, you know. And yeah, I worked in that company for about three or so years um, and obviously being involved in a number of different projects, being involved in a lot of different experiences, both good and bad, you know, as is the nature of life. Um, but I'd always wanted to 
um, start my own business. Um, and this was always the case, even at Varsity. I'd always wanted to start my own um, company. And um, while at the time there was still a lot of, you know, um, I'd say scattered thoughts because of having so many different ideas of so many things you want to do. And that is something that has always been at the back of my mind, you know, that I want to be able to pioneer an effort which will, you know, bring return, involve benefiting other people and serve a wider market than what I could do as an individual. And so that was always lingering at the back of my mind. And as a result, even though I was working in a decent place, that would sometimes even bring um, anxiety because of wanting to feel like there's so much more you want to do, you know. Sure, I was involved in a number of, and still am involved in a number of, you know, other supplementary initiatives, being involved in a growing non-profit organization, um, having published, having done a number of other different initiatives. Um, founding and starting my own business was always a, a burden of mine, you know. And it was in various things, you know, in publishing, in, in, in digital production, in architecture, um, but it was always there, you know, um, it was always there and it stemmed from, from a very young age, but, um, I'll get into that. And so worked in a decent company, you know, grew and I found myself working in a small team on a very large project that I was on. And we basically were handed this responsibility of working in this project and found myself being heavily loaded with responsibility, which involved obviously a lot of growth, a lot of conflict, a lot of scars and bruises um, from working in, in such a hectic environment. And yeah, that kind of brought me to the point of realizing that um, there's so much more that I want to do, you know, um, there's so much more that I want to do. And so working on that project, I remember I was in a team of about four and very brilliant team members that I was working with. And even though I was working on a very highly intense, high growth project, there was still this sense of wanting to do more beyond this, you know, and that link, that thought always lingered, you know, and it would literally bring a lot of restlessness and anxiety because, um, yeah, you feel like there's, there's certain things that you want to do beyond just where you are, you know, um, but working in a very high intensity high pressure workplace didn't allow me enough time to try and explore those different pursuits and desires right so it you know it writes a bit here and there take notes a bit here and there until a point where um about i'd say it was about two years back if i'm not mistaken um found that there were some changes that started happening in the workplace i was in um some changes that started happening and um if i were to reflect back to it there were some shifts in in how um, the company was moving, you know, in terms of growth, um, in terms of the structure. And the economy wasn't doing so well at the time. I remember there was a time there was political change, there was a change of the president and whatnot. So the industry, you know, the architecture and construction industry took a major hit. So projects weren't coming in at the company I was working at. Um, did very prestigious projects, but I could tell, at least from the back end, that there was a slowdown of projects. And I could tell because um, the intensity of work died down, right? And um, one could tell, okay, that, I mean, there's there's not a lot of work going on. And one could get the sense that something is gonna happen to the staff load. And that was around January, I think it was, of that year. And, fun, and without a doubt, three, four months later, the company director had called us all the staff into the office and, you know, staff meeting and let us know that they'd be going through um, retrenchments, right? retrenchments. 
And I, for some reason, felt quite secure in, in the job. And they told us that, look, the company's about to go through retrenchments. There's going to be a process where there's voluntary retrenchments. And in the voluntary retrenchment, you basically volunteer, you take a package, and you then, yeah, part ways with the company. And I started asking myself that, is this the opportunity for me to um, leave the company, you know, try and start out this whole business and whatnot. Um, but there was no clarity on what direction I would go into because there were so many competing interests. And so I decided, you know, I thought about it a lot. I'm like, no, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. Um, and really thought long and hard about it. I was very tempted to. And I told myself that, okay, um, if it's in God's plan for me to branch out and pursue these business ideas that I have, then God will make a way for me to do so if I get retrenched. And so I parked the application for, you know, taking the package and just continued with my work and retrenchments happened. And as my expectations were in terms of being secure, I was not among those who were retrenched. But what I did tell myself was that, okay, if retrenchments happen again this year, you know, that year, I will take a package and leave, you know. I don't know where that came from, but it's just a decision I made to say, okay, I still have this restlessness. I still have this desire to want to, you know, do this, you know, um, architectural um, entrepreneurship uh, enterprises, and, and I'll get into them. But if the company retrenches again, then I'll take that as my cue, you know. Um, I'll take that as my signal to say that, okay, maybe now's the time to make the jump. So what happened is that after that round of retrenchments that did happen, the company went into um, what's called short time, where you work a shorter period of time for less pay so that the company can, um, so that the company can, I guess, maintain its, its expenses. So we worked one day less. So I'm like, okay, in this one day less, how about I use this time to try and then try and build this or explore this business idea that I have. And at the time it was in the area of, of digital publishing and production, right? And basically having that experience in authoring a book, starting a lot of um, digital production projects in various different mediums. It was a passion or is a passion of mine that I'm like, okay, no, let me try and explore this. And to be honest, that time was so well used in the sense that that one day off a week, I was working, right? While some of my friends and colleagues were um, working, others were doing other things, you know, others were tutoring, others were um, finding other means to make income. I was trying to build this business idea. And it happened for a couple of months, you know, I found a couple of small, small clients. Um, and this was in the area of, I guess, um, what I'll call digital solutions, right? Um, and yeah, time will not permit me to get into that, but basically helping small startup companies with any digital tools that they'll need to get going, right? Both for front-facing and back-facing or back-end things. And um, I remember, you know, a friend of mine approached me. He's like, hey, um, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Can you help me with the website? Can you help me with that? Um, and basically assisted her with that. And there was about three or four very small, very small projects that came through. But that for me kind of let me know that, okay, something like this is possible. You know, um, this idea of working, even if it's a side hustle, is possible. And so each day per week, I tried to do what I could, you know, in the time. And that was around, the, the earlier retrenchments happened around March or May that year. March, April or something like that the year. 
About four or five months later, um, while we're still working short time, we get called into um, the boardroom and the, we get emails as, as the staff being told, that, okay, look, guys, we're going to have an important meeting next week. And something intuitively says in my mind that that meeting is going to be another retrenchment meeting. I just had the sense, you know, um, intuition or discernment or whatever. But something about that announcement just let me know that, okay, this might just be the signal, you know what I mean? And I remember the promise I made to myself with regard that time that, look, if there is another round of retrenchments in the same year, I will take that as my cue to jump. I had no specific reason for why I made that statement, to be honest, looking back. But I, I, I that restlessness um, to want to try it out, especially because, um, number one, I'm still young, relatively, you know. Um, I have not had some of the major commitments that make other people um, shiver at such decisions. No children, not married yet. And I thought about it long and hard and figured, you know what? Maybe this might, it, if it happens that that announcement involves um, retrenchments, I may take that as my cue to to um, to take the step that I've been wanting to take. And long and short, the meeting came and the company announced that, look, guys, we can't maintain this pattern of working shorter hours. We still need to maintain output of projects. And so we're going to have to go through another round of retrenchments. I don't know how I knew that that was going to be the case, but it just did. And then came the test of whether or not I was true to the decision I had made, right? Logical or illogical. Um, but being true to my conviction, I kind of, you know, prayed over it. I spoke to my parents, spoke to my very close friends, um, made, yeah, you know, some thinking through it. And as hard a decision as it was, um, I decided to be among those who took a package to leave, knowing that, that package could sustain me for a few months while I try to get this company off the ground. I already had a couple of small clients. Um, I already had a, um, an idea of the direction I wanted to go, albeit still very general and vague at the time, looking back. Very vague, very general, you know. Um, one could even say I was not prepared. Um, but I felt the conviction to want to do it. Looking back, um, or maybe before I even go to that, it, it, it was a decision I took spoke to my directorate, spoke to my, you know, bosses, spoke to my leaders, my team leaders. And the people I spoke to were trying to convince me not to do it because of saying, no, look, but like, you'll be fine. You know, you don't have to worry about it. Are you nervous about that? You won't keep the job. Don't worry about it. You, you, you're doing okay. But I felt that conviction, you know, that, you know, there's a step I want to take. And if I'd rather take it now, than regret not taking it somewhere down the line, you know, and I don't deal well with, with regret. And so... Um, I basically took the decision, I took the um, decision to leave, um, received decent package, you know, it, it hurt a few people that I left, um, both in the company and outside, mainly because it seems as though there was beef, which there wasn't. Um, but I took the decision to leave, and I remember I stayed at the company for about another six weeks before that was finalized, and... The, the the settlement of that decision started settling in close to the end. We're like, did you make the right decision? You know, and without a doubt, that was probably one of the scariest decisions I've ever made. One of probably not the most, but one of because it's a career changing decision, right? Um, it can change the course of your your life for the better or the worse. You know, relationships, um, and whatnot. So decided to leave, and the first week I remember after leaving 
was filled with so much anxiety because now you kind of have to deal with having to set up everything for yourself, right? And in that anxiety, um, about it went on like trying to you know get things going for that couple of weeks. About four weeks later, I get a random call from another firm, and they were calling and telling me that look, we heard you were in the market and wanted to see if you'd be willing to take a a, a job for a couple of months. And in my having made that decision to to um, leave the company, the previous company, in my uncertainty, I'm like, you know what? I mean, what do I have to, to lose? I take up the new post. And I'm leaving a lot of detail out of the story for the sake of brevity and time. But the long and short is that I went back into um, being an employee for another um, firm, albeit for a contract period, you know, for a short-term period. And basically worked at the company for about three months. And then at the end of that year, it was December. So note, I've been working. I still have the... At the time, still had the um, package from the previous company, um, which was going to serve as a runway, um, and still working. So that was parked because kind of working now. And that that term ended at the end of that December, right? At the end of that year, um, last year actually, weirdly enough. So I'm speaking like it's 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 a thing that happened 20 years back, but um, December happened. So at the end of December. I was at a position where I'd worked that whole year, albeit at two different companies. I'd, re- I'd left at the one. Um, I had worked at the other one, finished that contract, ended off the year with some capital, so to say, for the next couple of months. Right. And at the beginning of the year, I started revising where exactly do I want to go with the business? Where exactly do I want to go with the career? Where exactly do I want to go? Because of realizing that, okay, there's all of these decisions that you have to make with the new year. And I want to share maybe a bit of a testimony. So um, I, I attended at the beginning of the year, there was a church I attended and they had a week-long program. They called it the 10 Days of Prayer. And in that week-long program, it was basically a 10 days of consecration and dedicating the new year to God in order to make decisions which are in line with his purpose. And I remember I attended that program for about four or five days, um, still, you know, unclear on the business, still unclear on the um, direction of work, still unclear, but still relatively secure, but obviously um, knowing that what I have as capital won't last forever, and so I need to make certain moves in this time. And I remember there was one session each day, each day on that 10 days of prayer, they would have an appeal where that is made at the end of the program to ask for specific prayers and they would pray for specific things, whether it's people's health, whether it's people's marriages, whether it's people, people's whatever. And I remember there was one day, and I have actually even regretted going that day, um, they were talking about praying for work and employment. And I remember at that program, um, at the end of that program, the appeal was made that they want to pray for those who are in need of work and those who are in need of a business breakthrough, for lack of better words. Now, mind you, I had left the previous business I was in, looking for direction, and then I want to pray for those who are in that position. And I was so reluctant to indicate my desire for prayer, mainly because of not wanting to be vulnerable or put myself out in that kind of position. And I remember they dragged it on that, you know, you want to make that prayer, you want to make that, you know, decision, you want to consecrate, you know, individuals for that. 
And I remember I was so reluctant because I'm like, ah, man, you know, I don't have to, you know, stand. I don't have to do all these things. I know those who attend, you know, churches will, will resonate with that. You're like, ah, man, I don't want to, I don't want people to see, you know, I'll pray in my heart, et cetera, et cetera. And <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was hard, but I was, I was pretty much like, if not the last, one of the last people to indicate that I'd want that prayer to be prayed for myself. For the main reason that, there was too much uncertainty and I'd wanted to be clear on the direction that I need to take, especially for the new year ahead. So I raised my indication for my desires where the prayer prayed for, mainly specifically for clarity, direction, and opportunity, you know, for clarity, direction, and opportunity. That was my personal prayer. Um, so that program ended when about the year. A couple of weeks are continuing and I'm still, you know, working on, you know, finalizing, you know, directions, finalizing registered of company. I'd gotten my professional registration in my field and setting up what seemed like a foundation for what will continue. And I'm just still, you know, working with admin here and there, not, not obviously being idle. Two weeks later, I get a call from an institution wanting me to come through and um, basically... Um, handle their correspondence for their students in architecture, um, to handle their correspondence uh, course, to handle their correspondence material, presentations, um, and things which were really attuned to my abilities, you know, communication, administration, um, leadership, I guess, as well. And out of the blue, you know, I had sent my you know, information to someone a while back, and they called me randomly and said, no, we had received your thing a while back, but only called you this yeah, because, you know, this opportunity opened now. And the interview was more like a briefing. It wasn't like an interview. Like, okay, so this is what we need you to do. Are you willing to take up the job? You'll start next week. And I'm like, oh, okay, is that it? And like, yeah. Um, you'll come through about twice a month, uh, twice a week. Um, it would be something that, you know, it wouldn't be full-time and it would be, um, you'll be able to manage your schedule and whatnot. I'm like, oh, okay, perfect. The next week... Um, I get a call from another institution um, uh, calling me to say, okay, look, uh, you were referred to us by um, such and such a person. They told us that, you know, you're in the market for um, some yeah, work or opportunities. Would you be willing to be a lecturer for, for um, part of our undergraduates? And I'm like, okay, what would be required in terms of time-wise and whatnot? Like, no, um, you know, you'd be flexible in this many hours, this many hours. Can you come through for discussion? Did, long story short, within a space of one month from that prayer session, I had two flexible part-time gigs, which basically granted me enough revenue to make sure that my expenses were paid, you know, rent, travel, um, yeah, you know, helping out at home and whatnot, all while still, you know, trying to find my feet on the business idea and giving me enough flexible time. Then as 2020 rolls on, coronavirus lockdown happens. And um, lockdown happens and obviously sends the country into a whole commotion and everything. And now, just to go back a bit, so in January, I register a company in my name, right? And then go through these two part-time posts. Register the company in my name. Um, and I give it a very general name because I'm still trying to focus the direction of the company. March comes around, coronavirus lockdown, national lockdown. I'm still doing the... Um, you know, contracts while also trying to build a foundation for the the business. March happens, May happens. End of May, someone refers me to someone who is looking for um, 
an architect to handle a project of theirs. And I'd already at this point taken on two or three smaller, smaller projects in the year. And that project comes through, the client, we meet, we speak, he finds me interesting. And we get into a discussion on how I could be of service to him, right? And all the while still feeling very uncertain, not uncertain, but still feeling as though there are a lot of loops to close, but still moving forward because of knowing that um, the best way to get going is to start, right? Perfection is not the best place to start. Like perfection is, is, is a result, not a starting point, right? And so, um, so I'm realizing this is getting long. Um, so basically accept the project it basically throws me into the deep end the client you know has some amazing requirements but also some amazing challenges that he throws in and the long story short is that it sets me on a course of um, focusing the direction of what becomes you know the the business have been developing and um, both in consulting and design architecture you know all those things but all of this happened in my view based on a number of things the first being that there was a long-standing conviction of something that I'd wanted to do for a long time. And even while the decision, when I took it, 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 it destabilized a lot of things, you know, in terms of a schedule, um, in terms of how it affected some relationships um, and whatnot, was something which I felt was necessary for me to take, especially at the time, you know, I mean, not having had certain, you know, lifelong uh, responsibilities, um, I felt as though, okay, look, there's always going to be a risk. And even we, we think, you know, being employed is security. I mean, two retrenchments in a year is not security. You know? So we tend to think that being employed offers you security. But I realized there that no, life is precarious. You know, whether you're employed or whether you're self-employed, there's always risk. It's about which you are able to manage, you know, how you deal with that anxiety. So that is the one. And the second being um, the, the prayer session, that 10 days of prayer in dedicating myself and my decisions to God, I definitely believe that set the foundation for what the, 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 the momentum that gathered afterwards. Obviously, prayer being mingled with intense, you know, trying to make effort to move in a certain direction. And so fast forward to that, where I am now is that obviously servicing a number of clients, both long-term contracts and these, you know, smaller ones, but also still trying to formalize and organize what is a very messy process of, you know, putting together proper business, putting together proper structure, putting together proper um, direction, proper, you know, um, production, albeit imperfectly, you know. And I think that that is something which was a blessing, that being willing to start while things weren't perfect. Um, a lesson that I can say I drew from that was that it was so important that I started while I was still being employed as a preparation, right? Um, I don't think I would be as okay with where I am had I made the jump without any preparations while being employed. And I would actually even discourage that, you know, um, making a full jump into entrepreneurship while um, still employed without any preparations, you know, long preparations. But that story is kind of the pathway of being where I am now. And where I am now is really in... Um, putting together the puzzle pieces of what I really believe is going to be a beautiful masterpiece, but working through that whole mess, you know, that whole um, design process of not only um, building the direction of, you know, the company, the business where it's supposed to go, but also, you know, managing even yourself throughout that process, your anxieties, your fears, your uncertainties, doubts, hopes, um, and trusting God throughout all of that process. 
And I share this knowing that this is still very much a work in progress and still very much um, uh, a very early stage development. I'm generally very optimistic. I'm even very shy to share this, but part of the nature of, I guess, growing and doing things that you're not comfortable with is in what it does in strengthening, um, I guess, your 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 will to face uncertainty. You know? So I share this just in the face of hoping that it'll, I guess, be um, something interesting to look back on in a couple of months and probably years. But trusting that, yeah, God's going to be, as he has been so far, um, faithful in, in leading things forward. So right now, doing quite um, okay relatively, despite the hecticness of, you know, um, clients and businesses and whatnot. Um, the reason I was saying earlier that I was shy to call myself an entrepreneurship is because there's a difference between being self-employed and being an entrepreneur, right? An entrepreneur. So self-employed is you work for yourself and you are the employee to yourself as the job, whereas entrepreneurship is building something that will outlive and outwork you, right? And I probably won't be comfortable calling myself an entrepreneur until I've hired my third employee, um, which God knows when that will be. Um, but for now, we move. Um, probably left out a whole lot of detail just because, yeah, things are still a work in progress, but trusting that um, all things work together for good, um, trusting God in all things. Otherwise, just wanted to share that story. Um, thanks so much for listening in. My name is Simon, and I'm wishing you all the best on your journey of growth, on your journey of hard work, on your journey of decisions that you need to make through life, um, and on your journey of architecting through life. All the best. Much love. Thank you for listening to the episode that you've just heard on the Architecting Through Life podcast. If you found it valuable, please kindly do me the favor of um, sharing it and maybe leaving a comment if you'd like. Um, I really like to get your thoughts, any impact that you might feel it may have. And do feel free to share it with someone else so that it can be a benefit to them as well. Thank you so much for your time and do join us again on the next episode of the Architecting Through Life podcast.